You're listening to Nats Talk on the go, the longest-running Washington Nationals podcast going today. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our supporters club, Nats Talk on the go, special ops. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Drugan and Craig McHenry. Joe and Craig, let's do it. Well, hey there, Craig, and uh, happy All-Star Week to you. Is that a happy thing? I don't know. If it's that's not happy. I was just about thing. to say it's not happy. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't feel like it should be celebrated in any way. It is as bad as John Bon Jovi turning back time. Nice. Oh, God. We're off with good references on the yeah. early part. I love it. Well, thanks for uh, those of you who are joining us for this All-Star, episode, All-Star Week episode of Nat's Talk on the Go. Uh, we're going to make this... Uh, a bit more abbreviated than usual. We're going to try and not let it go too long because we uh, are going to take a little bit of All-Star break for ourselves. But we are going to talk about the All-Star week. Uh, we have our first question of the week this week that we're going to talk about, which is awesome. Um, and we've got some listener questions as well. So anything that you want to talk about before we uh, get this thing started, Craig? You know what? Uh, let's start with what are you drinking? Uh, I am currently drinking water. <laughs> And a uh, an uncracked old chub is sitting here for nice. when the mood strikes. Because and, uh, if you'll notice, the, yeah. my voice is back to normalish, which is really wonderful after being loaded up with just a. Uh, I was a walking chemistry lab for most of the week, so uh, I'm yes. feeling much better now, which is exciting. Uh, let's just say when Joe starts playing softball again, his power numbers are going to be much better. Yeah, exactly. Some. There's a little bit of steroid action. That's true. Yeah. Only, uh, only two weeks. So those of you listening, we actually uh, almost had a very different show than ever before yes. <laughs> tonight. As, of, as uh, of last night, we had a very different show than... Yes. Yeah. As of last night, you guys were going to have the dishonor. Oh, of, please. It would have been magical. Of having just me... <laughs> it would it would Which, have been Nat's talk on the go with Craig produced in the background by Joe is how it was yeah. going to go because as of yesterday afternoon my voice is still uh too shot in order to do this podcast. <laughs> so it's been a huge improvement in the last twenty four hours. So you guys got a Simon Cruz eleventh hour reprieve nice. on that one. Nice. Or you got the eleventh hour reprieve that Simon Cruz did I was, not. I was get. gonna say, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but it is, uh, it's good to be back and feeling fairly normal, I must say. Yes, must good. Say. And, and what are you drinking, uh, by the way? I didn't... Well, I was just about to say, on last week's podcast, we had a little squabble. We did. About the beers. And uh, I remembered. You did remember. And I was like, I'm not drinking beer right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get any beer from the store. With like a cough or two between each word. Yeah, at least two between each syllable. Nice. Yeah, it was not. It was not good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. This is the leftover beer from last week. So yes, yes, I'm really excited about my beer, and it's one I'm going to recommend to you as well if you're looking for a little hops in your life. Nice. Um, this is a Firestone Walker. It's their Luponic Distortion series. It's number two Lupon- in the series. Okay. And. Its canning date was about three weeks ago, and it's just fresh as a daisy and beautiful. Nice. Yeah. So I've I picked up a six pack last week, and I saved my last one, or excuse me, my last two nice. for this show. The, the last the last set for the show. Exactly. Nice. Very good. Very good. Uh, what 
Is it and it's is it delicious? And is it's it... it's an IPA. It's super delicious. Nice. Uh, it's super hops good. that I would like. Or um, a little over hoppy for for this guy. I wouldn't say over, although it's hard for me to gauge right now. Yeah. Um, but it's it's delicious enough that you should at least try it. Yeah, I'm I'm probably good for one, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I will mm-hmm. I will add it to the list. There we go. Excellent. Uh, oh right. man, I just took a sip. It was delicious. Uh, I, I heard your sip. Everybody heard <sighs> your sip. It was gulpy. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> don't, don't be. It sounded. Yummy. I'm I'm not actually. It sounded yummy. Uh, mm. All right, let's talk about the home run derby because that was freaking awesome. <laughs> Yes, I used to dislike the Home Run Derby. I did too, like a lot. It, yeah, it, about two years ago, it really just was like, okay, this is really going on way too long. Well, cause I mean, to remind people of what it was like at the time, it was you got 10 outs. Yeah. And so you could hit as many balls as you wanted to as long as you didn't get 10 outs, and an out was anything but a home run. And you could watch as many balls go by. Exactly. You could watch a pitch go by, and that didn't count as an out, and so you you could take four or five pitches before you took a swing. And so I think somebody joked about when uh, Giancarlo was going insane that, like, Giancarlo hit as many home runs as as a – or about as many home runs as Josh Hamilton did that year in, like, a half hour in four minutes. Yep. Like – it's it's it was so slow and boring. The the whole derby would take, you know, longer than a baseball game. I mean, it would just go on, start at eight o'clock at night and go until eleven eleven thirty. It was ridiculous. Right, and I believe the home run derby two nights ago ended by ten thirty five. Yeah, it was. If not even ten or fifteen minutes earlier, it was much much better. Much yeah, much it better. was. I, I love the format. This I love is the, the second year of the format, right? Yes, second yeah. year of the format. Nice. Nice. The format. Nice. I didn't even realize it. Good band. Nice. Great band. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be trying to think of a format reference now for the nice. next five minutes. I know. I know. Uh, love the new format. Four minutes. Uh, and then if you hit two over 440, yeah. you get an extra 30 seconds. They're going to have to make at the that end of that. longer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, Frazier didn't even get it in the last that's round. That's true, but at, it's at the end. Or or maybe it's, you know, you change it as the rounds go on or something. Like, to, yeah. smaller amount. Because if you're not Giancarlo in a freak of nature, at some point you get tired. Like, it's ridiculous. It's true. So, it was a lot of fun. And one of my great fears of the Home Run Derby and one of my great dislikes was Chris Berman. Yeah, I know. And I think it was a lot of people's. So just yeah. the shtick and the nicknames and the, he hit that one towards Miramar or yeah. whatever the hell yeah. he's saying. It just gets tired and yeah. boring and predictable. And I will, I will shall say, I say gauche? Nice. I will yeah. say kind of in his defense, like, uh, and I'm not defending him. It's awful to listen to. I don't want to listen to it. But I'm saying in his defense, what are you supposed to do when you're just talking about guys hitting the ball really far over and over again. You don't have great defensive plays to talk about. You can't talk about pitching. You can't talk about – you're just talking about unless somebody hits it really far over the fence, you've got nothing to say. So uh, he tries to do something. It's just terrible. And once again, in defense of Chris Berman, yeah, yeah, said it, and ESPN, that's – the. He's not for you and I. Yeah, exactly. Chris Berman isn't there for us. Which is he's there. most of ESPN's broadcast. Yes, he's there for the uh, casual baseball fan that listen that 
watch the NFL and know Chris yeah. Berman from Rumblin, 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 yeah. Rumblin, you know, right. that's what that's they know Chris Berman. And it's a familiar voice for them. And I, so when I was a kid. I loved Chris, Chris Berman on SportsCenter. He was like one of those guys that when he was doing the 11 o'clock SportsCenter that you'd watch on reruns the next morning. It was awesome. But absolutely. I, but it's a times have changed and his shtick has not in 30 years. <laughs> exactly. It's, Very good point. Uh, so it started. It, makes, it was a, Craig, it, it makes me want to tune out and turn it on the radio. You know, it really. Yeah. It, it, that would be that'd be not as fun to watch. Exactly. To, I was trying. Yeah, that, I was poorly trying to make a format reference. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah I tried. Yeah. I, tried. I, I like a B minus for effort. Yeah. I, well, the effort was there. You're grading on a curve. Just just the, just give me a solid C. The effort was the effort was there. The execution was the execution was poor. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, wow. But, but the derby was incredible. Like and, one person's gonna love that, and I don't think they listen to the show. Oh, anyway, uh, the um, the derby was great. Uh, it was really after the even you know even in the first it was really the the Giancarlo versus Mark Trumbo show. I mean that it was. I, Todd Frazier was awesome. Don't get me wrong. He did a, he did an awesome job, and he seems like a really likable guy. And uh, the personality is great. But like, gonna be honest, could not did not remember that he was on the White Sox. I, I <laughs> when I saw him going up against Adam Duvall, I was like, but they're on the same team. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, isn't it supposed to be opposing leagues? And then I was like, oh right, he's on the White Sox now. I totally forgot. Yeah, I hi, can, I'm Craig, and I talk about baseball. All the I time. know, serious, but I really, I did the same thing. I totally forgot. It, it really confused me. Yeah, it it was an interesting field. Uh, Adam Duvall, I thought was going to surprise some people, and I think he did because uh, you and I were texting. And had you heard of Adam Duvall before this I, year? No, I had not. I, I no. had been. Honestly, I, I think we were texting back and forth, and I said, he has 20... Like, he was in the home run derby and was known for hitting home runs, and I didn't know he had 23 home runs. Like, right. I had I just had no idea about Adam Duvall, Duvall at all. That's a... I mean, that's a cool story. You come in and do anything like that, that's awesome out of nowhere. Yeah, so uh, the show was... It was great. I was so happy to see uh, Jessica Mendoza get in there a little bit yeah. uh, and kind of... Uh, ESPN kind of showcased their other broadcasters. Uh, I, I thought that was a brilliant decision on their part to kind of expose those other voices. Yeah, so. and, and to not just have it be Chris Berman for two and a half hours, to have other exactly. other people come in, ha- rotate out your, your color commentators. <clears throat> I thought it was a, a really nice touch. Yeah, I thought it was a good decision. And the show was incredible. Oh. The show on the field was yeah. and into the moon was amazing. I mean uh, – Frazier was great. Mark Trumbo was super impressive, Unreal. but no one, no one could hold a candle to yeah. Giancarlo Stanton. Tr- Trumbo got closer than I would have expected anybody to get to the kind of thing that that Giancarlo can do. Because uh, Trumbo was, I mean, some of because he went first, and I was just watching, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like some of yep. the stuff that he was hitting off the, you know, onto the roof of the warehouse, and. Like yeah, I, I, it was unreal. I mean, it was it was it was unreal. Just yeah, I found myself during his and Giancarlo's uh, at at bats or, or rounds or whatever you call them, giggling like a little child, Giggle, just sitting, literally going every time they would hit the ball, going oh, like every I, I time. I felt like Ron Swanson. Yeah, 
<laughs> that's really good, actually. I was yeah. just watching Parks and Rec before the show, actually. Nice. But yeah, I, that's a really that's a good call. Good call. Yeah, I, I, I just, I that first Giancarlo Stanton round, my mouth was, my jaw was literally on the floor the whole yeah. time. It was incredible. And he didn't. It was. Like he, was he was murdering yeah. the ball. Because he had in all of his rounds, he had multiple speeds of 120 miles an hour off the bat. I mean, it. Yeah, it was impressive, and just the ease of the swing. It looked like yeah. he was barely trying, yeah. and then it would go 450. I mean, he's obviously trying very hard. He just right. is so good that it, it it's it's unreal. The, everything he hit, I think, was it Jeff Passan or somebody tweeted at the time? They were like, I am legitimately concerned for the kids in left field that are fielding balls when he, yeah. when he does not get any air under it and it's just going into left field at 115 miles an hour. Like, right. I, th- I think he actually only had one that was 120. Oh, really? I thought he had a bunch yeah. that were 120. Okay. No, everything. Oh, he had only one that was under 100. Oh, God. Um, it was <laughs> 99.5. Oh, what a, what a joker. But the one, I think his fastest was 120.35 miles an hour. Oh. And it was like 407 feet. It was yeah. the line drive that went straight into the Western Metal Supply Company. Yeah. Which, God, that must have been terrifying. <laughs> it's like, we, it was funny. When his second round came up and he was hitting the mirror, there were markedly fewer people out, yeah. out on the balconies when he was hitting. Like, it's it's one thing to look at, but when that's actually happening, that is legitimately scary. Like We're not you, talking moonshots where you have time for the ball to come yeah. down. With the trajectory, we're talking a line drive right at your face. It's coming right at you. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, so it's pretty great. It was a show you hoped uh, that it wasn't a Josh Hamilton situation where he gets tired and ends up not getting the victory by the end. Which, by the way, uh, do you remember who won against Josh Hamilton? Uh, no. Robinson? I, be- no. I believe it was Justin Morneau. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Please, uh, if you're listening, please check me on that one because I'm fairly certain I'm correct. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. So he got to the last round and he still was just putting up monster, monster home runs. He hit 61 home runs on the night, yeah. an average of 446 feet. That's insane. That's nutty. That's insane, yeah. That's that's insane. It, it was it was so fun. And at one point, he was clearly just swinging to try to hit the scoreboard too. Like he was like, "I want right. to hit that." Like I, it it was it was incredible to watch. It was incredible to watch. It was it's one of those things where unless you were watching it and just like you can't appreciate it because it it's just it was comical how good it was. And yeah, I actually wanted to talk about. There was a tweet that was going out during the home run derby that I want to talk about before we move on to the All Star game. Which was someone, I think maybe Joel Sherman tweeted, would you rather hit a home run off of the batter's eye, 400 and whatever feet away, or would you rather dunk, or, or dunk have an alley-oop in basketball and dunk it, be able to dunk it? And uh, Yeah, I mean, how is that even a question? I, I don't, like, wh- one thing you can emulate with a trampoline. <laughs> the, uh, or lowering the hoop, or being in any pool ever. Yeah. The other thing is physically impossible for basically anybody. Yeah. Like, I don't, I cannot even begin to understand. And this, like, I tried even 
trying to think about it from the opposite way. I obviously have a baseball bias, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try and come at this from a non-biased position here. Like, if I really... I cannot think of a reasonable argument for choosing alley-oop over hitting... A, it, the only reasonable argument is you don't understand how impressive it is to do that. Like, the, you just don't understand how hard it is to hit a home run, basically. I don't know. I... There are just too many people who don't get it, I guess. Because I I'm with you. Yeah, I just that's it's insane to me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, all right, so the All Star Game. Um, anything that you want to talk about from the game? Um, I figured it'd be a. I figured it'd be a boring ish game, and I was right. Yeah, it was a boring ish game. It's shocking. That super counts. Yeah, uh, that's that's its own episode. Um, I, the fact that it counts sucks because nobody's treating it like it does. And that is the ultimate issue that I have with the all-star game year in and year out. Nobody is treating it like it counts. Uh, the managers aren't treating it like it counts. The players maybe realize it counts, but are treating it as an exhibition to take in. And it's just, it's something, do you think it's something that Rob Manfred at some point is going to change? Oh, I think he has to. Like, especially, and here, here we go. This is going to be a little bit of a hot take uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah. Would not be surprised if Rob Manfred kind of encouraged Bryce Harper to say something. Yeah, sure. Before the game. Right. Would not be shocked get, if... Get, get one of the faces of your sport saying something about it. And... Planting a seed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I it's... mean... And yeah. with the CBA coming up, I mean, it's the time to, to start making those types of changes. I, I It's... It feels like a, it feels like a necessity. I don't know. Right, it, and it's really I saw intense. a great tweet. I, it was either this morning or last night. That was, uh, I want to say it might have actually also been Jeff Passan, uh, that said Bud Selig's uh, feeling like an idiot is no reason to change who gets the All Star game or yeah, who gets home field advantage. Series, yeah, it's. Like, it, it, it's totally true. It's embarrassment, yeah. It, 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 he was literally embarrassed because a game didn't go the way he wanted it to, and so he changed the face of how... And I don't know, I, I haven't looked into the numbers to see how much of a deal home field advantage makes, really, in the World Series and everything, but it's still... It's the principle. You are the team with the best record during the regular season in the World Series. We now have a 1,000 playoff rounds. The regular season record should count for something. It should count for just something, and it doesn't count for too much right now. No, does it actually count for anything? Yeah, I I mean, outside of, you know, you have the best record in baseball and you probably, you know, get to face the wildcard team, which is that even good? I don't even know if that's good anymore because those that the wildcard team didn't have to take a week off between the end of the season and the time when they played. So I don't know. It it bothers me. And I think I feel like Manfred's going to dig into some of those things here with the next CBA. I feel like he has to because, yeah, I don't. Nobody likes this. Nobody no one likes, likes it. this. The only person who likes this is no longer running the sport. Right. So you got to figure it's going to be changed at some point. But I do want to talk about the fact that Max Scherzer was throwing 98, 99 miles an hour out of the bullpen oh my during God. the All-Star game. Yeah, uh, it's actually, it was a really good All-Star game for the Nationals. Yeah. Yeah, talk about and that, why don't you? Because you wrote a blog post about this I similar topic. did. I did write a blog post. Um I wanted to write about why uh, – about the great 
Nationals performances and the players that have made the All-Star game for the Nationals. It's a, a long list of names like Levon Hernandez and Chad Cordero and Matt Capps oh. and Dimitri Young. Got to get Dimitri in there. And Alfonso Soriano. Ugh. So just I, I, I expected better, and what I found was not good at all. Yeah. I found that the Nationals total had had two hits in all of their All-Star Game appearances ever. Yeah, that's And awesome. they were Dimitri Young and I think Alfonso Soriano. Right. Yeah, just not good stuff. The pitching performances were better but not great. There were back-to-back years, uh, actually two of the only years of the last 14. I think the NL has won, uh, I think, three of the last 14. And two of them were back-to-back years, and they were vulture wins by Tyler Clippard and Matt Capps. Who I think in, both only threw one pitch. Uh, I know Clippard or, did. Or, or at least only faced one batter. Yes, I know Clippard only did uh, one pitch. Yeah, but I, th- and and I think Matt Capps yeah. only faced one batter. Right. Uh, so the pitching performances weren't great. I, I picked uh, Gio Gonzalez one two three inning with a strikeout as the best ever. But uh, I think we have best performances. We have the top two hitting performances with Daniel Murphy going, what, I think it was technically one for three with being on base twice. Yeah, he had a good day. Again. Uh, Bryce Harper had a nice rocket double up the middle. Yeah. And then Max Scherzer. Oh my God. It was, it was Jordan Zimmerman out of the pen. Yeah. It was the Jordan. Everybody kind of compared it to that, that like Jordan Zimmerman out of the pen throwing 97 miles an hour in a playoff game. It was like that kind of stuff that he had, which is awesome. Yeah. It was, it was so impressive. He was grunting. He <laughs> yeah. was excited. Yeah, it's which is really cool. It's it's like that's the thing about the All Star Game that is cool. The players really do appreciate it, and they really do like it. So, when you think about it that way, you know, it, it's hard to discount the value of the All Star Game. It's just the honestly, and I think Beard tweeted something about this um, in the last couple of days about like if if it didn't count, then like players could do stuff or manage they could have like have there could be antics and it could be a little bit more playful because it wouldn't matter and like that's something that i can get on board with watching because and now like they're doing the antics but they're not really like going for it because they can't really because it it does kind of matter like it 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 actually matters for something but if you know nobody's going to say anything during the game if somebody comes out and starts like you know in a in a mascots uniform and starts messing with a player like during the game like it's i don't know you could you could be more playful if it doesn't matter and you just kind of make it a make it make it entertainment right carlos gonzalez had a slide into second where his foot was in jose altuve's face right it was really funny but it was like oh they could just challenge that right exactly yeah they could just challenge that and have that made a double play which is ridiculous. Like it, should, right. it shouldn't matter. It should go. Okay, that's it. Like it's. Oh yeah, that's something that should be mentioned. Daniel Murphy's uh, hit was actually the first replay in All Star history. Oh, yeah. See, that's that's what should be fixed. <laughs> that's part of one of the things. First off, change. how they missed it in the first place. Come on. Yeah, I on. didn't see it, but every single person watching was like, "How is really?" I even the announcers were like, "All right, and Daniel Murphy's not even leaving first base, and he's gonna stay there." Yeah. <laughs> It's an all-star game for the umpires, too. Yeah. Apparently. So, 
Yeah, I I don't I don't know if I have anything else to add on the All Star game to be honest. Yeah, it was it was kind of just there. Yeah, um, it, it always is. Yeah, I, I, I tweeted the night before after the uh, home run derby. It was like uh, most likely the All Star game is going to be mediocre at best. Uh, I will remember this San Diego All Star game for Giancarlo Stanton, who's yeah. not even an All Star. Yeah, exactly. That's the and it's true. That's the great point. Like. You don't have to be an all-star to be in the home run derby, which I'm totally fine with, by the way. That's yeah. I mean, it's part of the weekend. It's not the game, but absolutely. Like, uh, just because the guy's not not a quote unquote all-star doesn't mean that he's not one of the best power hitters in the league, like or the best power hitter in the league. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 there. It's a thing. It's over. I'm glad I'm glad we'll be getting back to the second half here shortly. Although, That's right. Although not shortly enough. No, two more days yeah, or one more day after today. One more day after today, but still, it's a it's a long slog for for a couple of days without baseball. Um, so let's let's talk about we we did say we wanted to do our kind of first half predictions and review. So let's um, let's bite that bullet. Let's and... bite that bullet now. Um, so we're going to go through our first half our season predictions and kind of talk about how poorly we did with them. Um, so for MVP, we both had Bryce Harper. Do we have any uh, anything else to add about that? Um, I he he wasn't the first half MVP. No, he was not. Um, he, he, he obviously can be the year MVP, so I, right. I wouldn't change it. Yeah, I wouldn't change it. I would just say, would, I guess based on what, well, who would you make it for the first half? Uh, first half would be Daniel Murphy. Yeah, it has to be Daniel Murphy. I don't think there's any question that it has to be Daniel Murphy. Um, so non-Harper MVP, we, we, we did, um, I chose Ryan Zimmerman, which Ouch. couldn't possibly get too much worse than that. Yeah, I really don't think you can. I think, I think he's probably the LVP, unfortunately, at this point yeah. of the year. And Craig had Anthony Rendon. Yeah, Anthony Rendon, um, he's been not the Anthony Rendon of a couple years ago. Yeah. Um... But he hasn't been bad, and his defense has been really good. Yeah, the defense has been awesome now that he's playing the position he's supposed to be playing. Yeah. So, um, not thrilled with that, but I'm not mad at it either. Yeah. Yeah, who would you make your non-Murphy MVP then for the first half? Danny Espinoza. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to go there. Which is so is super weird, because a month and a half ago, everyone was crying for Trey Turner. Yeah. And now he's like first half second MVP, I guess. Yeah, I'm going Wilson Ramos for mine. The understudy. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, I'm going Wilson Ramos for mine. Uh, yeah, that's a really good one. Speaking of uh, nice. LVP, oh uh, crap! I had Ben Revere, um, which I feel Beach. like was pretty accurate. Yeah, you're you're not super wrong. I don't, I don't think it was too far off. He had a really tough first half. Uh, he had an injury and then got better. Uh, it's starting to get better now that he's ha- has some at bats under his belt, but I don't think anywhere near what the Nationals were hoping to get from him at this point. He's got a not weighted, at all. He's got a weighted runs created plus a forty nine. Um, so oh. yeah, it's pretty bad and negative negative half a win on uh, wins above replacement on Fangraphs. So oh. he's been pretty dreadful. Um, I I feel pretty comfortable with that. I also could have taken my non-Harper MVP and put him here, too, with Zimmerman, unfortunately. Instead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Craig has Wilson Ramos. Yeah, all, uh, first-time All-Star Wilson Ramos. Who's yep. hitting 330, I believe. 
Yep. What uh, and just and has been playing quick, very well defensively as well. Yes. Uh, to touch on uh, something we mentioned on last week's show, um, we mentioned the possibility of a Ramos extension staying in DC. Yeah. Uh, I think there's much more likelihood, at least on my end, that that will be the case. Yeah. What uh, I feel you- much more comfortable. Uh, there was an article in the Washington Post, uh, you know, you know, all-star fluff pieces, right. all that kind of stuff. Uh, apparently, the Nationals uh, worked with Ramos's family to get them all visas to be over here for the season. Yeah. Uh, which is, I, I mean, I guess you could say indirectly is responsible um, for his comfort level and his success this sure. year. Sure. Uh, obviously, I think it would be the case. So I think that the organization was willing to do something like that for Ramos. I think that shows a lot about how much they value the person and Ramos with what he's experienced in his life. Uh, we'll see the value in that and the comfort there. So I'm much more confident that he will stick around for a while. Yeah, I, I, I feel... I feel similarly. Um, I don't. I don't think he's going to take a discount. You know, I'm not saying that, but I do think that there is something to the. The Nationals have proven that they are going. That they have taken care of the guys for the most part that are on the team. If you look at Steven Strasburg signing the extension, he was his health was taken care of both previously and even for this All Star game, being encouraged to not pitch in the All Star game and. Get the first, get the first start out of the break instead to help and, his arm to preserve his arm, or and or whatever. Not telling him, yeah, not that saying not you're pitching. not pitching. You say I, we don't think it's a good idea. It's up to you and he, him, and him trusting the organization and saying, yep. yeah, you've you've been right before. You'll be right again. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I I think there's some credence to that. I would I would hope to see Ramos stick around at this point, um, and I think there's a chance it does happen for sure. Uh, Saw Young, we both had Strasburg. Yep, nailed that one. Yeah, I think we both we hit, both hit that one pretty well. Uh, Cy Terrible, as we called it. Uh, I had Jonathan Papelbon. Um, while there are worse, I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> I, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with the with with the pick. Um, okay. I mean, there are certainly other people that uh, could have been. He he was not the worst pitcher on the team. He's nowhere close to the worst pitcher on the team. Um, he, uh, I think is not, has not been meeting his expectation. And so I'm right. willing to say that I didn't totally blow that one. Okay. If that, um, if that makes sense. It makes sense. I would disagree. I think I'm being a little good, good to myself, but you know, I'm, yeah. I'm defending my position and, uh, yes, you are. I, what can I say? And Craig, and... speaking of totally blowing it. Yeah. <laughs> Craig picked Tanner Roark. Yeah, Tanner Roark's been real good. Yeah, he's he's been real, real good. Uh, so, yeah, the the two that I picked to be terrible, real good. Yeah. Uh, who would you pick as your uh, – who would you replace in, in that category? Uh, Geo. Yeah, it has to be Geo, right? Yeah. I, I feel like it has to be. Um, that's what I was going to say, too, so I can't, yeah. I can't add too much. Uh, yeah, I mean, my my Pavelbon one is just being overly harsh because not meeting yeah. expectations. I mean, he's been 
He's done everything that he needs to be doing. He's got a two eight three. He's got a two eight three ERA and a three oh four FIP and a striking out eight and a half guys per nine innings. I mean, for the most part, he's getting the job. He's done. getting the job done. It's not pretty. Part. It's not pretty, but he's he's getting the job done in almost every scenario. So I, who's your honorable mention? Sigh, terrible. Uh, I mean, outside of Geo, I mean Geo. Uh, he's yeah, Geo's the guy, but well, out yeah. Who's your honorable mention after uh, Geo? Uh, I. It feels I don't know I feel harsh saying this it, it's either I hate saying it, it's either Felipe or Blake Trinan. Yeah, I was gonna go with Trinan. Yeah, I mean Trinan has been his he's got a low ERA, but right. he's 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 a little Drew Storyny right now. Oh yeah, very Drew yeah, Storyny. He's like that like you know, his his numbers are okay, but you just look at him like he's just not doing it. I mean he's just not doing the job. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to it's hard to look overlook Felipe Rivera's ERA over five. I mean, right? It's as much as I love the guy and think that he could be the closer of the future for the team. He's his. I mean, he gives up a lot of runs right now, yeah. <laughs> and you can't look around that, unfortunately. Um, and then for surprise player, Craig nailed this one with uh, Daniel Murphy. Damn right. Um, and I blew two money tonight. <laughs> nice. And I blew this one with Gio Gonzalez. Um, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. I mean, Murphy's the obvious answer, obvious answer to surprise player. I don't think there's any any question about that at all. Um, yeah, I, I think the secondary one to that would be Danny Espinosa. Um, yeah, he would be. I don't think anybody expected Danny Espinosa to be where he is in terms of just overall team value at this point. So, right. Um, that's that. And then we have our win loss predictions. I, I predicted 90 wins in, uh, and 72 losses. You predicted 91 wins and 71 losses. Uh, do you feel like you're way off? Do you feel like you're in the ballpark at this point? They're currently on pace to, you know, win about a hundred games. So, uh, they're on pace. I believe they have a 600 winning percentage. They're on pace to win 97. There you go. So how do you feel about your, your prediction at this point? Do you think they'll get a, they're going to regress your prediction or they're going to uh, beat it? Or what, what are your thoughts? I think they're going to slightly beat it. I'm, I'm going to, if I could readjust, I would say 93. Yeah, that's, I would probably say 94, 93, 94 wins in that range. Yeah. Uh, I would say they're probably going to beat my projection, but weird things happen. Um, yeah. And then to finish the year, I, I picked the Nationals lose the World Series to the Astros. So I really blew the opponent. Well, the uh, Astros are doing a lot better. They, they've lately. improved. It was really bad early on. It was bad to start. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. So. Yeah, I think there's a chance they do. Uh, yeah, the, so I don't. I, the Rangers too are far real off. good. So yeah. it's hurting their case a little bit. And Craig, you had the uh, team losing first round to the Cubs. Do you still right? I I now don't think it's going to be first round. Oh yeah, nice. No, uh, I think it'll be second round to the Cubs. Nice. <laughs> Nice, fair enough. Because their well, record's going to be too good to play them first round, basically. Exactly. Yeah, the Cubs yeah. will be playing. Actually, as of right now, the, the Nats would be playing the Cubs in the first round. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because the Giants are killing the it. The Giants are two games ahead That's of the true. Cubs right now. No, so it's you're you're it's not out of the realm. It's, it's in line realm. right now, but I st- I think the Cubs uh, who are struggling right now, I think they'll figure it out and go on another tear. I think they will. Uh, Although so, they played two months of ba- sub 500 baseball. I've, and it is an even year. It, exactly. It's it, hard to not say, unfortunately. Uh, so, yeah, I still I still see the Nats don't make it past 
you know, the Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs are... They they did well with them when they were in D.C. I mean... Yes. <coughs> so, me. yeah, Not it'll be... Uh, well it'll be interesting. Chicago. It'll it'll be fun, but I now think... Uh, I, I confident... I'm, I have a lot of confidence, more than 50% confidence, that the Nationals will win the division. Yeah, I, I feel much more confident now. It, and it's not just because uh, the you know the Nationals are playing really well. They're one of the best teams in Major League Baseball right now. There's no question about it. And I think most people would agree that there is potential not being met from what they're getting. So they have a potential to get even better than they've been. Um, and I think that uh, their most important series of the season was the series, the four-game set against the Mets going into the break. Yeah. And, and they, they ended up taking the last three of the series. Yeah, they did incredibly well. And, and with the just laundry list of injuries that the Mets have. It's hard to imagine them at the, it's a six game. Anything could happen. Six games at the all-star break is nothing. But with the fact that the Mets have just a pile of injuries that just of crucial players, it's hard to imagine them being able to turn around, but weirder things have happened. That's for sure. Yes, they, they sure have. And in this division, in this division, they've happened in recent history. See Atlanta. Um, and Mets. Yeah. And Mets, obviously. Um, yeah, so that's that. And I think we are due for the question of the week. Okay. So the question of the week this week was what in the world do you do with your time during the all-star break? When, like we discussed earlier, we got two straight days of no major league baseball. Yeah. Like after the all-star game, it's super weird and it's super annoying. So we got uh, more responses than last week, so thank you for that. Uh, it was a lot of fun uh, to see what you guys do. Um, Joe, what do you do? Uh, I honestly, with my All Star break, I take a I take a mini sports break during yeah. the All Star break. I uh, I you know I love sports more than most things in life, uh, but I do uh, baseball. The nature of baseball being every day, um, I love. But it's also nice to have a few day reprieve from it for me personally. It's just yeah. nice to have a couple days off. I am not someone who really dreads the All Star break. It's just a nice like couple days off, like th- three days away from the game. I'm going to be super psyched when it gets back on Friday. Um, but yeah, it's nice for me to just have a couple days off to you know ca- catch up on some TV shows I haven't been watching or read a book or um, you know just kind of take a take a mini sports break for a couple days. That's usually what I nice. do. What about you? Um, let's see. I like to catch up on DVR a little bit. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a, it's a good go-to. Yeah. Um, I, I think I have like 15, 16 episodes of Chopped or something. <laughs> nice. So that's nice. cool. I love um, that show. So yeah, I do, uh, I do a little DVR. I do a little, uh, you know, I watched a couple movies. Nice. So that was cool. I finally watched The Martian. Oh, you hadn't seen it before? Dude, I hadn't seen it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in post-show. Let's do that. Okay, cool. And then Jurassic World. Oh, I haven't seen that yet either. We'll talk about that post-show. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm more of a DVR guy, but we've got some fun answers, and let's uh, let's go through them a little bit. Uh, Dan Guzman, uh, catch up on sleep, get to work at 2 a.m. Nats games keep him up past the bedtime, so he goes to bed at a decent hour. That's, I, I don't know how you do that, Dan. Oh, God. That's... That's not even like there are days where I've been awake at two. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a joke. 
let's see, uh, Jude, uh, Jude Max, uh, watch The Natural, Moneyball, and 42, basically just getting ready for more baseball. That's, that's super hardcore and I love it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Beard sleeps and gets the Beard's life back, which I would assume would be minor grooming. Yes. Uh, maybe around the neck area. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe a little just for men on the gray spots. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> Embrace not the gray, sure. man. Embrace the gray. Yeah, I, I mean, seriously. Uh, let's see. Joe... <laughs> sorry. sorry. Eisenmania, which is a great okay. Twitter handle, and I don't believe I've seen you on uh, our Twitter he, he's, before. He's tweeted us a few times. Okay, there we go. Catching up on podcasts. Nats at four, M's at seven most days. Chew up a lot of ear hole time during the season. Gotta love a West Coast fan. Yeah, so, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Awesome. Uh, uh, our friend Nats GM, Ryan Sullivan, scout the Ripken League All-Star Game, uh, fake watch movies with the wife while looking at Twitter. Nice. <laughs> A+. Plus. That's good. Uh, Mac Mom, who is my mother. Yes. Also is a catch-up on DVR and on demand. Uh, Jerry Reese, who uh, another one I don't uh, think I've seen before. Uh, another DVR. Ann Nelson, DVR. Oh, no, this is this is even more hardcore. Uh, catch-up on DVR games that she missed. Nice. Wow. Or, yeah. That's yeah. good. So that's, that's super crazy and awesome, and I love that. Let's see. Scrolling past. Triple-A All-Star Game tonight, which is what I'm doing. That's from Jonathan. Uh, from right? Jonathan. Yep. Uh, Fang is actually in Philadelphia. Yeah. Watching his English Premier League team play the Philadelphia Union tonight. So, so that's pretty cool. My question for you, Craig, is uh, if Everton were ever to play a match in in the States, how what is the distance to which you would drive to go to that match? I think anywhere under eight hours. Yeah. I, I would say I would go – I would definitely, without thinking about it, go five or six. Yeah, uh, I I would probably go up to eight. I might go. 10, I think eight's honestly. the cut. I think six is the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it would really depend on the day. I think if it were a weekday, six. If it were a weekend, eight. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. Um, but not a lot. Yeah, and. Depending on the city, I would consider a flight. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Like, if yeah. it was to Atlanta, I'm not driving there. So, you know. Um, let's see. There's also some wrestling uh, going on. I'm sure some people are playing Pokemon. Yeah, why not? And I want to say that's it. I want to say that's our uh, responses tonight. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, well, thank you for sending those in. We appreciate it. We'll get you another question. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's do the... The question you asked us, right, real quick. Uh, first one being from Fang, uh, in honor of MLB shoving the horrible retro Padres uniform down our throats. Disagree. Uh, best and worst retro uniforms. Um, wow. I, lo- I, I can't pick one. I love retro so, uniforms. So are we talking, like, one-time use retro? Uh, it, as... As Dan Guzman says. Okay, all right. Just up to your interpretation. Up to your up to your interpretation. I really like the Mariners yeah, faux backs. I knew you were going to pick the Mariners. Yeah, I love their. They're not traditional throwbacks. They're faux backs, but I love them. Nice. I absolutely adore them. the The royal blue and gold. I love. Yeah, yeah. I. That's a really good one. 
Um, I love uh, all the like the eighties eighties Jays. I love eighties Phillies to be honest. I love Phillies. the maroon I, I like, with the P. I like the eighties Mets too. Uh, I'm not gonna. Lie oh yeah, that they were wearing on Sunday. Like they were wearing the, on Sunday. Those are the phenomenal. pinstripe with the. I love the 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 racing stripe down the side of the, the leg. Racing stripe down the side with the with the V neck no button like the pullover. Yep. I really it's like a that. Really good look. Need some more chest hair going on for those. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I I know the need a, a sternum the, a lassie sternum bush. Nice. Is the Phillies one you're talking about like the the blue one with the dark red? I like that, but I also like any of them. Yeah, the like with that the dark maroon, like even if they're like the polyester monochromatic horrendous ones. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hate anything the Arizona Diamondbacks have. I oh uh, retro Mariners as well. Yeah. Uh, or I'm sorry, retro God Brewers Milwaukee other end. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Retro Brewers is what I meant. That's such a great logo. Yeah, it's the logo. The logo bo- yeah. basically does it. So I'm and sorry. Horror- anything with anything with barrel man. Yeah, right. Because yeah. why not? Yeah. Sorry, what were your horrible ones? I was cutting you off. Uh, anything? Well, I don't even think anything horrible. I mean, I just don't like the Arizona Diamondbacks uniforms in yeah, general. I don't They're not. terrible. Yeah, they they really like. I saw them in the you know the ones where they won the World Series and and like those are cool just for like almost nostalgia's sake, but they're not good looking. Like they're they're pretty ugly looking with the purple and green with the yeah. Um, oh, I'm I'm so sorry, Beth. Wow. Um, Beth is celebrating her birthday. Oh, that's right. Over the All Star break. That's right. Super important, and I'm a horrible friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We we are we're the worst. Our bad. Um. Uh, next question from Beard. Uh, who do we expect to have a big second half? We talked about it a little with the projections, but let's let's uh, let's pick one person who we expect to have a big second half, irrespective of our first half predictions. Bryce Harper. Good one. Uh, Steven Strasburg. I think he's going to nice. keep it going. Do you think he's going to go undefeated? No, I don't think he's going to go undefeated. Do you think he's going to be like 22-1? and one? Uh, I would say like 19-2. and two. Oh, wow. Okay, so I, you don't think he's going to rack up that many more wins? No, I... It, the pace the pace is preposterous. Yeah. So I'm going to say 20. I think he's I think he's going to hit 20. Do you think he's going to hit 20 wins? I but, think he's going to be 20 and 1 or 20 and 2. In modern baseball, that's no that's you know, wins are stupid, but that's nothing to scoff at for the player. Right. It's it's hard to get that many wins. A lot of guys a lot of starting pitchers don't even get that many starts anymore, let alone to get 20 something decisions and 30 something starts anymore. The way that bullpens are used. Um yeah, so I'm going to go with Strauss. I think he's going to do big things. Yeah. Uh, continue to do big things, I guess I should say. There it is. Uh, Mike Munson asks, if uh, Terry Collins were on fire, would you pee on him <laughs> to put him out? I probably would. Uh, I I feel like I would try to find another source to which to put him a fi- out of yeah, fire. Yeah, there, that's <laughs> to fair. Pee on him. I'm going to try and be a little diplomatic. Uh, Stephen Yates asks, not a baseball tweet, uh, rank the Sorkin shows, West Wing Newsroom, Sports Night, and Studio 60. Yeah, first off, newsroom at two. Yeah, that's a, it's a high pull. It's a high pull. That's bold. That Good is show. Very good show. Yeah. Um, let me find that. So I just uh, let's see. I'd sports night, West Wing, probably newsroom S sixty for yeah. me. I, I, um, I've got West Wing sports night, one one A. You can't do that. I can't. I got, I have to put the West Wing first. Okay. Um, 
uh, because it kind of yeah it was a it was a deep thing for me. Uh, but sports night. So is, you're putting access above sports night. N- that is not what I am doing, sir. I am putting the rest of the wonderful body of work from the first four. Seasons. You're putting the long goodbye. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Uh, there were some pretty tough sports night episodes too. Don't you put that on me. Don't you, don't you put that on me. Uh, I, the longevity of, of, and greatness of the West Wing, I get, puts it, puts it up top for me, despite the fact that the seasons five and beginning of six were really tough for me. Um, yeah. but that's fair. That's fair. I can understand that. I just, yeah, I, I, I don't feel that there are bad sports night episodes. If, if I will say this, if the first if, if most of the first season of Sports Night did not have a laugh track, it might be my number one. That's fair. That's a very good point. I will. Uh, if you could cut out the laugh track, I might make it number one. I don't. I don't know. I. Uh, it's then, tough. You know, I'm. I'm saying it like it was a little bit of an easy decision for me. It wasn't. Yeah. No. I. I it, knew Sports Night was going to be your number one. I had no. Honestly, if you handed me West Wing complete series and Sports Night complete series and said you can only watch one, I would probably take the West Wing. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I just, I don't know. I think Sports Night was just more concentrated great. Well, it, it was I'd say incredibly the, I'd great. say the average there, of I, Sports Night was above the average of West Wing. Ah, uh, interesting point. Interesting point. I, yeah, like if we're talking like Hall of Fame here, uh, uh, Shorts Night, Shorts Night, Shorts oh, night. oh boy. Uh, Sports Night had like an insane Troutian uh, four years or two year stretch. Yeah. And West Wing was more of a grinding out, building up the numbers with some amazing offensive production in one or two years. But overall, just like a top 10 player. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I can get on board. I can get okay. on board. Um, and then for the three, four, I think I put Studio 60 above Sports Night or above, I'm above sorry, above Newsroom. The yeah. Um, I thought there was there were really good things about the newsroom, really good things about the newsroom. I thought there were also a lot of dreadfully terrible things about the newsroom uh, that I just did not enjoy. And I thought that Studio sixty, outside of the fact that the actual comedy was not funny, that they that that, that was in the show, which was yeah. a huge problem for me. And if you take all the K and R episodes off of the end. Of the show, I thought Studio 60 was actually pretty great. Um, yeah. And I, I thought, you know, I thought that the, the lead actors and actresses had great chemistry. And I thought the dynamic was great between the cast and the writing. And I thought he did a really good job with it, but there are a few things. So I would probably, again, that's like 3 and 3A kind of for me, too. But I would probably put Studio 60 slightly above the newsroom for me. Nice. Um, despite the fact that I love Jeff Bridges. Daniels. Other, I always get them confused. Um, okay, so on to, back to baseball. Uh, Max Jensen asked, we spent a lot of time on that question, but it was worth it because Sorkin. Uh, Max Jens, Jensen asks, uh, do the Nats try to get a big bat like Jay Bruce before the deadline, try, try to improve bullpen, or neither? Uh, I think they're definitely going to try and imp- uh, shore up the bullpen a little bit. Yeah, the bullpen's going to happen. I, can, I can't yeah. imagine a way that a bullpen arm does not appear on this team in the next couple weeks. Uh, I don't think uh, anything will happen in the uh, eight position players. Otherwise, no, I don't think so either. Uh, I don't. I don't know who you move to make that happen. 
not necessarily Rizzo's thing. He doesn't really do that. Yeah. The only, the only, I guess, deadline move that I can remember is as Drupal Cabrera. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's a good point. But really, he's. I mean, even going way back Kurt when Suzuki. Adam Dunn was, when yeah, I, I mean, I guess. Uh, even when Adam Dunn was under contract with the Nationals and the Nationals were out of it, they kept him. I mean, yeah. not a lot of movement. Uh, I don't. I don't expect a lot of movement. I should say. Yeah, I don't. I don't expect much either. Uh, Jonathan, that fan nine, asked, "What are our opinions on interleague play? Should there be more of it, less of it, or keep it the way it is?" Uh, I don't have any problem with the way it is. I don't have much of a problem either. I don't. I. It's. A uh, hill that I guess I will die on at some point, no matter which way the league goes. But I, I don't like the rule disparities. I hate right. that they play each other and the rules change depending on the ballpark. That's stupid. You yeah. got to You got to fix it one way or the other. Get the DH in both leagues or eliminate it in both leagues. But changing your park and changing the rules of the game is ridiculous. There was a fantastic infographic. I honestly, I think it was on Fox on Saturday's game. Yeah, which. That's saying something. Yeah, it was okay. a, a comparison between Bryce Harper and Ted Williams. Oh, that was a good one, yeah. It through was this on uh, point of their career. Uh, Bryce Harper has faced, uh, I want to say, 528 yeah. different pitchers. 500-something. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was 528. Uh, and Ted Williams, to this point in his career, uh, pretty much the same games number of games as Bryce Harper had... I think it was 112. Yeah. <laughs> 112 different pitchers. Obviously, different game in terms of bullpen, but it kind of goes to show what Bryce Harper has to deal with a little bit more than, you know, historically. And the game has changed a lot, and uh, there's a, a lot more difficulties for yeah. players yeah. or to, for hitters. To be able you've to, a lot, yeah. You've seen a lot more than you were seeing 60, 70 years ago. Right. And I was reminded of it last night. Uh, there was a podcast uh, several, several years ago uh, between Kevin Goldstein and Jason Parks of Baseball Prospectus that was called Up and In. And they had a rant one episode that, you know, you, you hear the questions all the time. Oh, Hank Aaron would have, you know, crushed Giancarlo Stanton in the home run derby. No, no, he wouldn't. No, no. That, that's not true. <laughs> not even, not, not even, not even a little bit. Yeah. Um, and just this comparison between eras, uh, it's really no contest. I think uh, who, who's the worst team in baseball this year? Is it the Phillies? Is it the Braves? Uh, I don't actually know. Um, whoever they, the they've got to be down there. Whoever the worst team in baseball is would probably beat the 1995 Yankees. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it's. It's really that much better of a, a product it's the, now. It's the Braves. The Braves are the worst. Okay. And the, so, the Braves and the Twins. That's how much different baseball ha- has changed in even the last 20 years. I mean, you, you go back to 30 years ago, and you've got these players. They The fastest pitch they saw might have been 95. Might have been 95 miles an hour. Yeah, it doesn't You've got guys either. throwing 98 to 100 on the reg. Yeah. You've got Aroldis Chapman throwing 102 yeah. on the reg. Right. You've got hammer sliders. Sliders didn't exist 30 years ago. Right. It wasn't even a that pitch was, that someone threw. Yeah. No, that was not there. You had junk balls. You had spitballers. You had yeah. goose gossage. You know, you had crap everywhere. Yeah. So 
baseball is very, 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 very different now. So it's just interesting to see the comparisons. If you put Bryce Harper in nineteen on the nineteen twenty seven Yankees, no one would know who Babe Ruth was. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, that's totally true. Because Bryce <laughs> but Harper would if you hit put two, most, if you put most current major league players in that position, you would be talking the same thing. If you put yeah, uh, I mean uh, Stephen Lombardozzi. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, uh, back it's... fifty years ago, he would be uh, in discussions as one of the greatest players ever to play yeah, the game. Exactly. It's just it's, so, it's about your peer group, right? Which Invisibilia did a great episode on this week. If you listen to that, nice. Um, okay, we got to move along because we're already going. Sorry, I ranted. That's hey, that's okay. Uh, I like I. You didn't really rant. You just you talk, You spoke truth, and I like. I it. tangented. You tangented, but you know that's this whole podcast. Fake Dan Colco wants to know what's the possibility of bringing up Reynaldo Lopez in August, September is to be a relief guy. I think there's a good chance. You do think so? I think it's unlikely. Yeah, why? Well, I think because I think they're going to get someone outside the organization. And I think they're going to let him finish the the the, uh, the year, not get his pitch count up too high. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, Jude wants to know: Will Ollie Perez become a pinch hitter for the Nats? No. Uh, Beard wants to know how many Pokemon we have caught. Zero for me. Uh, I've caught way too many. Good for you. Uh, the, go ahead. The the game benefits my life. Yeah, nice. Uh, nice. My life, my the, my work. Uh, I drive around and I'm in a car a lot. So nice. Uh, you go to a lot of different up, places. It's set up for me to succeed. So nice. I bet I'm kicking many people's asses. Although I don't know anything about Pokemon. Yeah, I don't. Either. So as of right now, I'm just catching them. Nice. Got to catch them all. Uh, like I, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do after I catch them. I know there are gyms, but the word gym scares me because it means like exercise. Yeah, no kidding. So terrifying. I'm honestly just collecting these little animals. Nothing wrong with that. Some of them are really cute. I bet they are. The Dan wants to know what Geo will be doing two months from now. Uh, I would guess pitching for the Nationals. Starting for the Washington Nationals. Yep. That is that, that is my answer. And then the last question of the night, which was from Kit, which we love. Uh, what does the dark timeline in which the Nats hired Bud Black over Dusty Baker look like? First off, we've got a community reference. Yes. Which just makes me very happy. Happy. happy you might actually... Even. Happy. You might actually hear uh, us talk about this in a different way on Community Talk on the Go. Yes. Oh, nice. Um, I loved this question yeah. so much. It's interesting because it's uh, one of those things like the Brandon Phillips deal, which how different would the Nationals be oh, right now? With Brandon Phillips instead of freaking Daniel Murphy. Right. I mean, so uh, it's just super interesting to think about. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, my gut reaction, the Nationals would be a game or two better. Really? You think so? I do think so. Yeah. I I don't know. It's so it's so difficult. It's impossible. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's literally impossible. We're guessing. Strictly, like... I am strictly basing it on, I know that Bud Black was a clubhouse guy as well. Right. That his players loved him, much in the way that the players obviously love dusty baker right but that bud black is a better tactician yes. and we have had some qualms uh yeah. with dusty baker he's done a better job than either of us expected yeah all the credit there but i think uh i think bud black might have been a little better. yeah i it's an interesting way to look like my first reaction is like what and then i'm like oh maybe i could totally see that um it for me though 
currently, the Washington Nationals have the, the third best record in Major League Baseball. Um, the third best winning percentage in Major League Baseball, whatever you want to say, at, to this point of the year. Um, it's hard to imagine someone coming in and doing better than that. And so yeah. I'm going to say that I don't, I don't think it would be like, oh, it would be the worst thing ever for the Nationals if Bud Black was around. Uh, the way that the negotiation happened made me worry that he would maybe not get along with the front office quite as well as Dusty does. Um, and so would that be a factor or not? Would he want more control? And then Mike Rizzo would have a little bit less push on what the manager does, and that would have a negative impact? I don't know. Um, so I'm going to say that we're better off having Dusty Baker at the moment despite his in-game gaffes because I think the, I think the front office has what they want in their manager with Dusty because they obviously before he came there was a clear understanding that they were going to have some say in, per, in some more say in personnel than they norm, with, with personnel than they normally do with a manager. Does that make sense? I yeah. feel like so I'm going to say it would be pretty close, but it's definitely an interesting question to think like that's a thing that really almost happened. <laughs> like Bud, Bud Black was announced by by many members of the local media as being confirmed to be the next Washington national manager. And then it didn't happen. Like, it's a crazy thought. And that is our last question. Uh, anything else that you want to add before we uh, sign off and take this to a, a brief post show? Uh, Chris Marrero. Yeah. He won the AAA home run derby. <laughs> did did not realize he was still playing baseball, to be totally honest yep. with you. Had no idea. And good for him. That's incredible. I can't remember what organization he's in. I don't either. But yeah, Chris Marrero. Yeah, that's he's he is the definition of a quad A player. Yeah, he defines the quad A player. The first round draft pick art quad A player. Um and then uh, the, the final bit of note of maintenance before we uh, wrap up and, and play off the show, uh, we will be off next week. So, yes, you will not have an episode of Nats Talk on the go next week. And I think it's one of the first times all year where we're going to say that that's true for the week. Yeah. Which is we, had, uh, we had a uh, technical difficulties week before, I believe. Yes, we did have a technical difficulties week, and I was very angry about that. Uh, but, yeah, we, we're going to take next week off. That's going to be our personal little all-star break uh, next week, but we will be back with you the week afterwards. And you won't be missing out on that much. There will be, like, three games between the time that we record the next show. So uh, Yeah, and, and uh, there will be tweeting from the account. Yes, they'll still be tweeting. We're just not recording a podcast next week, unfortunately. Or maybe fortunately. I don't know which. <laughs> yeah, so, a little bit of both. Well, thank you guys for listening to the uh, All-Star Break edition of Nats Talk on the Go. We appreciate it. We enjoyed talking to you, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Thanks for listening to Nats Talk on the Go. For more information, check us out at natstalkonthego.com. To become a supporting member of the podcast, click on the special ops link at the top of the page or head right to natstalkonthego.com slash specialops. You can contact the guys at natstalkonthego on Twitter or send them an email at podcast at natstalkonthego.com. If you like what you heard, take a minute to review the podcast on iTunes and help us spread the word. See you next time. Let's go Nats!